Welcome to this episode of the Learning to Thrive podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the faith skill of Sabbath, and in particular, the practice of rest. And this is a skill and a practice that in our constant, never-ending, seven-day, 24 hours a day, um, especially here in America, this cycle of work and work and work and work. News is on a 24-7 cycle. Work is on a 24-7 cycle. When we um, left the office and transitioned to working from home (laughs) during quarantine, it didn't slow work down, but instead I feel it even blurred the lines Mm -hmm. of our typical 9-to-5 boundaries that we um, had, had established. And so Sabbath becomes a really important skill um, for God's people to develop, to work on. And this practice of rest is going to be integral in developing um, this skill. And Sabbath is fundamentally about discovering who God is. This is where we have put it. And so it's an opportunity for us as believers to grow in our knowledge of who God is, in our likeness to God. Mm -hmm. So Pastor Brooks, would you just uh, take some time here and tell us what are we talking about specifically um, under Sabbath in this practice of rest? Yeah, well, rest is something that we all recognize kind of the need for. Yeah. Um, We recognize how we feel refreshed, renewed after we've received rest. Sure. We recognize that I might have new energy, new focus, a new ability to have relationships with my family or with God, in fact. Um, But in this kind of culture of busyness, rest, even though we recognize the need for it, it's always, if I can get rest, then I'll get rest, right? Yeah. That it's always kind of on the afterburners. It's the last priority uh, of my kind of plan or whatever it may be. we just don't recognize, well, we, while we recognize the need for it, we don't actually search for it, reach for it, and yeah. plan to be able to have rest. So um, I was in Israel, actually, a couple of years ago, and it was fascinating experience on many levels to be able to be in that culture, in experiencing life with these people in a different kind of way. Uh, the most jarring thing, however, for an American, as you might imagine, was their practice of Sabbath. Sure. You know, as, as Christians, we look at the word Sabbath and we say, well, it, it's nice to rest, yeah. but it's that's not really something we have to do, right? Yeah. Jesus did away with Sabbath. We, uh, we don't worship on Saturday. We worship on Sundays. There's all these reasons that we might have as Christians to not Sabbath. And, and to rest well. But so while we were in Israel, it was fascinating because as an American, you're just going through your day, your schedule without quite realizing what's going on. And then all of a sudden you get to Saturday yeah. and the world shuts down. Huh. Like it feels like every there's it's a ghost town. Jerusalem itself is a ghost town. There, our hotel was just across the street from a shopping center. And, you know, as an American, we can go out and get whatever we want, whenever yeah. we want. The weekends for picking up the supplies <laughs> exactly, that I need to yeah. do all the work I'm yeah. going to do. But if you're in Israel on Saturday and on Friday, you forgot to pick up the extra food that you needed for Saturday, 
you're out of luck. Sorry. There's nowhere that's open. There's nowhere that you can go. I actually, uh, my wife and I had to go from <laughs> Jerusalem to Tel Aviv, which is out on the coast, which is where the airport was. We had to travel on Saturday and we didn't realize how difficult it would be even to travel because all of the state sponsored travel options from taxi cabs to trains to everything closed on Saturday. Wow. So it was just fascinating how disruptive it was. And we think of rest as something that rejuvenates us, mm -hmm. but there's also something about rest, I think, that really needs to disrupt our lives because it's different from everything else that we're doing. It's different feeling. It's different experience for our bodies, for our minds, for our souls. Yeah. And the practice of Sabbath and rest specifically disrupts your life in a way that is not supposed to go, oh my goodness, what do I do now? But instead to reorient you to who God is and what God is wanting to do in our lives. Yeah, and I think that's probably, um, especially for us Americans, for for those of us who are just busy mm -hmm. constantly, um, that's the element of rest that I think we immediately recognize is the disruption, mm -hmm. and that's something I can't afford. Yeah. Um, I'm just barely clicking, um, you know, plugging along, doing everything. Yeah. Um, I get my schedule, and I'm, I'm trying to stick to that, and I'm trying to manage my time, and, do, and I've got this, 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 and this. I've got more things than what I actually have time yeah. for. So the last thing I can afford is a disruption mm -hmm. to that schedule. Yeah. Can you talk for a moment if this disruption is supposed to be a reorientation mm -hmm. and is supposed to refocus me, yeah. um, can you address, first of all, what, what am I supposed to be refocusing on or mm -hmm. focusing on to begin with? But also this, the secondary element of this isn't just a vacation we're yeah. talking about here, right? So what, what is it that distinguishes a Sabbath rest from like a vacation yeah. kind of rest. Yeah. yeah, the interesting thing even about vacations is that when we as Americans especially take time to rest, so often we fill that rest with stuff, yeah. right? That when we're on <laughs> vacation, we're uh -huh. constantly doing things. When we're taking a day off from work, what are we doing? Work at home, right? We're, we're doing yard work or fixing the house or whatever yeah. it might be. My family has itineraries for our vacations. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, we'll all get that printed out mm -hmm. and everything when we take family vacations. Yeah, and the, how, how many times have you gone on a vacation and come back and gone, whew, I feel like I need a vacation from my vacation, right? Right. That we don't rest well. But you're right that it's not just a day off or a vacation when we think of Sabbath rest. What we're really trying to do, like you said, is this reorientation. It's a reorientation of our lives, of our mind, of our wills, of our souls, of our schedules, to say it's, it's not so much the things that I have to do, but how do I focus myself, my mind, my schedule, my life on God, on what God mm -hmm. wants to do in me, through me, what he has already done in me and through me. And these, this idea for me to understand who is it that God says that I am? Am I so important that I have to keep doing all of those things, have to keep checking off each box on my itinerary or my to-do list? <laughs> yeah. Or instead, does God say, just slow down a second and see if the world goes on without you. See if it's 
able to live, if, the, if, the, if life is able to, to move on, even if you're resting. So we, we might say, and you even said this statement that I, I'm so busy, there's no way that I can rest, right? Yeah. But I think what we really should, be, should say about ourselves and our life is I, I'm too busy not to rest. Because mm. if I don't get that rest, if I don't get that time that I need, and especially if I don't get that reorientation of who my work is for, then I'm missing the point altogether. Yeah, and you mentioned this idea of uh, taking a rest to see if the world goes on <laughs> without me. So a large part of this is maybe the responsibility that I carry mm -hmm. on my shoulders yeah. of feeling like I have to get all this stuff done. Mm -hmm. So many people are, are counting on me or are dependent mm -hmm. upon yeah. me. What would you say to the person whose motivation comes from the other direction and is, is more concerned with maybe that fear of missing out mm, yeah. and saying, so for instance, with mm -hmm. our family vacations, the reason we would do an itinerary like that is because we were going somewhere. Oh, yeah. And it may be the only opportunity that we have to be in this place. And we mm -hmm. want to see everything and we mm -hmm. want to do yeah. everything. And so is that uh, a, a healthier <laughs> excuse for not resting? Yeah. Is there, what is it deep down in, inside in this fear of missing out that, yeah. that might be just as detrimental to my health as the, the desire to control everything yeah. or, or stay yeah. on top of it mm -hmm. all? Well, let me let you in on a secret. If you rest you will miss out on things. But the attitude of Sabbath is to say, I'm okay with that. Hmm. I, I'm okay with not having more, with not striving for more, with not having the tip-top house, boat, whatever, or even I'm okay if I miss out on a few of those special things I was supposed to see on my vacation that you can't go to this place without seeing that. The corollary to that might be, if you have a fear of missing out on all of those things, are you ever actually present hmm. in the things that you are doing? If all that I'm able to think about is the next thing, the next greatest, the thing that's just around the corner, wow. am I missing what God is wanting to do in my life right here, right now, with the people that I'm at, uh, among, in the circumstances that I'm at, even if those circumstances are not pleasant, yeah. right? Uh -huh. That God still wants to do things in those circumstances, teach us new things in the midst of those. And so part of my job with Sabbath is not just this like one-time event or a one-day-a-week or a yeah. once-a-year kind of vacation kind of thing, but to recognize that I don't have to be striving for more. Hmm. I don't have to reach beyond what God has put right in front of me and to be satisfied with who I am and with what God has put in front of me. Okay, so I don't have to be in control of everything, <laughs> and I might have to become okay with missing out on some things. This is going to be our most popular yeah, episode, definitely. I think, on this podcast. Uh, Pastor Brooks, this sounds like it takes some intentional mm -hmm. effort. Yeah. Is it possible that I have to work to rest, yeah. <laughs> that, that getting rest and working rest into my life mm -hmm. is actually going to take some effort yeah. on my part? Yeah, definitely it is. Just like for your vacation, in order to have that itinerary, you have to plan to do those things, right? And you have to plan the times and the days and the seasons of how that's going to work. Um, when we were in Israel, one of my favorite experiences that I had was uh, we were just walking around on a, a Friday evening. 
and there were two families who were speaking English with each other, and they were blessing each other for their upcoming Sabbath. They were uh, had just gone to the grocery store, so they had everything that they need, and so they were they were talking about uh, what a great Sabbath they were going to have, this great time of rest in each individual family, that they had made the preparations, they had gotten everything they needed and taken care of the things that they needed, and then they were going to be able to rest and truly rest. And I think it's only when you have actually prepared yourself for that rest that you can rest. Because rest in in a Sabbath kind of mindset is not just like, Oh my goodness! I finally get to sit down. Sure, but it's a that reorientation of ourselves and our lives towards God, and a, and a understanding of what He is doing in our lives. And so, in order to take care of what God is trying to teach us in Sabbath, we have to kind of rid ourselves of those things that distract us. So it, it might even boil down to that: that Sabbath is ridding your life of the things that distract you from God. Okay, so if I need to rid my life of the things that distract me from God, and we're basically defining that as anything that prevents me from being able to, to rest, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> All of a sudden, things are pouring into my <laughs> mind that, that I might need to be getting rid of. How can we begin this process of simplifying? Because mm-hmm. here's the problem, right? These responsibilities are really real. Yeah. So I have a responsibility to work Mm -hmm. and to my employer, and Mm -hmm. there are things that I have to get done there, and I have a responsibility to my wife Mm -hmm. and to my kids and to my mortgage Mm -hmm. and all of these different things, to friends and and all that. So how can I begin to prioritize, to simplify, Mm -hmm. and to decide? Because it sounds like, if I'm hearing you correctly, that there are some things I'm going to have to cut out of my life that I'm actually going to have to step back from probably. Mm So how do I start making those kinds of decisions? Because that's going to have a ripple effect, right? Oh, yeah. If I step Certainly. back from work stuff, mm-hmm. I may have less money mm-hmm. to, to do other things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, yeah. but if I step back from family stuff, I may not have a family to, <laughs> to spend vacations yeah. with. Yeah, uh, you're exactly right. The Sabbath in being a reorientation yeah. very much is going to ha- cause us to make difficult choices. And sometimes that difficult choice is going to look like completely getting rid of something and even something that might feel valuable. But you mentioned the word that is, I think, important here, and that's the word prioritize. Mm -hmm. That not just within myself, but in conversation with my family, my workplace, with God himself, that you're going to have to say, what is most important? And even perhaps make a list of those things. What are the things that I actually value? What are the things that God actually wants me to be involved with in my life. And that, I think, is a key word is most important because mm-hmm. all of it's important, yeah. or at least it feels important. Yeah. And there are a handful of things that are legitimately important. But what is mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. important? So, yeah. yeah, how can I begin to, to yeah. simplify that? Yeah, certainly. And then once you have identified kind of those those key elements of your life and what God wants you to be involved with, that we have to be God-honoring mm-hmm. with those things. The when I'm with my family, I'm making sure that my time with my family is God-honoring time, right? That I'm present with them, that if I take a day of Sabbath, I'm not taking a day to be away from my family, but I'm finding a way. How can we together be God-honoring in what we're doing as a family together and how we go about our life and the things that we choose to do or not to do? 
And then finally, that we have to prepare. Uh, we've mentioned this and kind of touched on that briefly, but yeah. we have to prepare things like our schedule. We have to prepare our mind, our hearts. We have to prepare even our location. Like Sabbath <laughs> is messy. It can be messy. That if you are doing Sabbath and you're doing things that are God honoring and you're orienting your mind towards God, that might mean that the dishes that usually would get cleaned on Saturday sit next to the sink on Saturday until Saturday evening or whatever Sabbath is going to look like for yeah, you and your I can family. feel the squirming through the camera already. <laughs> right? That there's something about me being able to say, I don't, it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be striving. My house doesn't have to be neat and tidy. I can do that immediately before and immediately following Sabbath. But on that time, during that moment, that I allow my heart, my life, my location to be a reflection that God says it's okay. Yeah. Well, this is good. And I think, you know, we want to avoid the trap that the Pharisees fell into mm-hmm. of becoming legalistic yeah. about this. Um, but at the same time, I want to encourage you, if you're hearing what Pastor Brooks is talking about and you're thinking, well, I can do everything but the dishes, right? <laughs> Maybe that is the place that you're yeah. going to need to, mm-hmm. to start. So, okay, walk me through... <clears throat> A Sabbath day yeah. uh, in the Gerson household. Like, w- what uh-huh. might this look like yeah. for you as you're preparing for Sabbath and then actually yeah. um, executing mm-hmm. it and living out this rest? Yeah, well, let me tell you, first of all, that there are some days where we do it really well, and there are other days where it's a struggle. We haven't prepared well to do Sabbath. But one of the things that my wife um, w- has really taken upon in, in her heart is in this idea of Sabbath is That it's a sweet thing. It's not something that we have to like fear, but it's a sweet thing. And so when we do a a Sabbath as a day or even half a day or whatever it might be, uh, we often like to start with something sweet to remind our children and ourselves that this is something good. It's something that we can anticipate and look forward to. So we start with something sweet. We also make sure that we schedule it and we guard it. That at the beginning of the week, we say, okay, which day are we going to do Sabbath? My wife has a a variable work schedule, and so it doesn't always land on the same day or with the same schedule. So we have to say, looking ahead, what is the day or the time that we can carve out for this? Um, And we have to guard that. That there aren't things that are going to infringe upon it. There aren't, we aren't going to allow things to say, oh, this is all of a sudden risen in priority level because yeah. we've identified that Sabbath is priority for us. Mm-hmm. So we can't all of a sudden on, on Friday in preparation for a Saturday Sabbath say, oh, man, we can't do this anymore. We have too much stuff. No, that it, we schedule it, we guard it, and then we talk about it. We plan for it. We say, what do we need to do? How do we need to arrange our life to make this happen? That we don't just get to Saturday and then say, oh, man, we were supposed to be Sabbathing today. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. But we've arranged our life yeah. and, and, and set a, a, a season of anticipation for it. And then finally... I think, and most importantly, is to, in not being legalistic about Sabbath and saying, you can do this, can't do this, can do this, can't do this. But Sabbath is really about our whole life. 
that if I miss the deadline for Sabbath by 30 minutes, that I don't have to think, oh my goodness, the world is ending now. But instead, if Sabbath is about my whole life, it changes the way that I live, not just on Saturday or Sunday or whatever, but it, it changes the way that I live every day. That it changes my priorities, it changes how I plan and schedule, it changes the things that I do and that I'm engaged in. That uh, Walter Brueggemann has this uh, wonderful quote, I think, that, uh, that says, People who keep the Sabbath live every, all seven days differently. Hmm. So you have to walk through life yeah. in that, with that mindset, like we've talked about, that I don't have to be striving for more. If I'm not striving for more, then if I have to take a little pay cut at work, that's not quite as big a deal. I still will feel it, Yeah. but it means that I don't have to have more, 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 extra, 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 top, top, top. And I can be satisfied with what God has put in front of me. And that sounds like the heart that Jesus has when he constantly talks about this idea of Sabbath in yeah. the New Testament is, is offering this rest to anyone who needs it. Mm. And it feels like what he's trying to say is, let me give you a break from all of the craziness, from the desire of the human heart for more, Mm -hmm. this this greed that we all have kind of innate within us, right? This discontentment with life and and everything would just be better if I just had a little bit more. We know Mm -hmm. from research, from studies, from our own personal experience that that isn't actually true. And yet it's so deceiving in that moment we just feel like yeah but if i just had this right (laughs) so what a good uh, teaching on trying to be deliberate not trying we have to be deliberate Mm -hmm. yeah you have to be deliberate and intentional about creating this time of rest this season of rest where you're able to to dedicate that to god to honor god and and to reflect on him what he's provided for Mm -hmm. us and to live content in all of that so thank you pastor brooks Um, for this discussion on rest, and we will see you again next time.